Welcome to the News Nest. Hello, Owlies. Welcome to the News Nest. This is Sparrow. I feel like it's been forever since I've recorded. Um, we actually only missed a week, but it's been a busy, busy week in Talkland. Um, so much new news to cover. I want to take a moment really fast to thank everyone who sent me messages of, of love and hugs and support over the last week. Um, I had a death in my family, which is why I wasn't here last week. And you guys were absolutely amazing. Um, having such a huge community of friends to turn to really made the whole thing that much easier for me. So thank you guys. And I'm going to go ahead and start with FPF winners from the last two weeks. Uh, the week before last, the winners were Lisa Valley and Confused. Confused was the sandwich winner, and Lisa Valley was the winning me. Congratulations. And this past week, the sandwich winners were Walter Bear and Michelle. And the winning me went to, I, I believe it's probably pronounced Ami Goodness, but it might be Am I Goodness. Um, congratulations to the three of you, and I'm sorry I don't know how to pronounce that name. And now for all of the news. I do not have a new quest clue for this week. We are still trying to discover um, what scientific method will open the golden egg. Um, if we're done asking questions in the thread now, Lily has gone ahead and asked to please PM your guesses. So if you have a guess about that, you can still PM Lily Lalu. I haven't seen any solutions or winners announced yet, so I'm assuming that that's still going on. And <clears throat> we have some new swaps going on. Now that the spring swap is over, we've started some new ones. I told you it wouldn't take very long. We're very swappy. <laughs> um, this swap is a sort of a choose-your-own-adventure style. You can choose to join either swap, or you can choose to join both. What we've got going on is one swap is a handmade only, so I'm assuming for that one that everything or nearly everything in your swap package needs to be handmade, and the budget for that one is only $10. So if you generally don't do swaps because you can't afford it or um, you're worried that your package might not be as good as others, which I don't know why you would be because we all love it, but if you are, that might be a good swap for you because everyone will have a very limited budget um, due to the nature of the swap. The other swap that you can choose is a pick your own theme swap, which is where you will sign up and in your sign up form it will ask you to name a theme for a package and that will be the theme that your spoiler will use to spoil you. So pick a theme that is um, relative to you, maybe your favorite color, your favorite animal, maybe your favorite book or your favorite fairy tale. Whatever theme you want, you can pluck it out of anywhere in the world, um, doesn't matter. And um, I think the more creative you get, the more fun it'll be to make the package. So that one has a $25 budget limit, so a little bit higher. Like I said, you can choose to join either one or both. And the signups last until this Friday. We also have a new knit-along going on. Uh, the knit-along is the Ships and Seaside Cowl. We've decided to start a new one. And um, that is, let's see, going on for the month of June. And there will be some prizes involved. We don't know what they are yet. I do know that at least one person is going to be 
um, putting up a free copy of the ships and seaside cow uh, of the ships and seaside cowl pattern um, for grabs so that if you don't have the pattern and you want to be in the knit along you can um, I haven't seen them post about it yet but they did PM me that they would be doing that so um, there will be chances to win patterns if you'd like to join but you don't have the, the pattern and um, come and join us guys two new things I want to talk about really fast because these are kind of the theme for today and they've been the theme in the group for the last week Stephanie started something called the love army and I saw her tweeting about it and then I came to the group and saw her post in the group basically it's a thread that she started to allow us to come and say what we love um, just just to have a place to come and and put positivity out into the world you know there's been a lot of a lot of sad things happening lately with Clem's passing and it seems like there's been a lot of personal things happening for a lot of people and we just want to bring that positivity back into the group so Stephanie is a genius and started this thing and it it's been awesome it's been so contagious and the whole group has just really taken it on and it's been lovely um and so I'm going to read what Stephanie wrote on how to join the Love Army. There's three things you can do. Take a few extra minutes a day to consciously stop the fear that gets us all down and just love. Allow yourself to feel good. You deserve it. It's good for you and everyone around you. Two, it doesn't matter what you love. Just let the love grow. You can love the sky, love the sun, love the trees, love your spiritual deity of choice, love your best friend, love your lover, love your cat, love your dog, love your hamster, or even love your favorite ball of yarn. And three, when you are doing it, know that we are all doing it together. We are all keeping love alive and safe in the world. Just like a library keeps special books safe, we are making the difference to the people around us. And, um... Stephanie gives lots of cool tips on how to be in the love army, which I think she's just, she's hilarious and awesome. Some people are talking about knitting up some little hearts to yarn bomb, you know, leave little hearts around their cities or something. Um, but it's just, you know, it's just fun. Some, somebody might be listening to this and think, why in the world would I do this? And you know what? It's because love is contagious and the more you put out, the more you're going to get back. So and to go with that to kind of coincide with that Stephanie also started a thread called the hug party where we can all go and take some hugs and leave some hugs and people are posting really cute pictures of animals giving each other hugs and it's just really cute and these two threads together have made this last week awesome because <laughs> I was in a pretty sad place there for a while and they they made me smile and I know they did for several other people as well so thank you Stephanie for putting them up because they've been great. Um, a few other quick pieces of news here. The dye along thread for anyone who is interested in dyeing yarn, they have dropped the end date. It's just going to be an ongoing um, craft along now. So if you're ever interested in dyeing thread, you can go straight to that. Uh, sorry, if you're ever interested in dyeing yarn, you can go straight to that thread. A uh, reminder that the Card Pals is now being headed up by Swaddle Babies, not Melikai. Melikai stepped down now and Swaddle Babies has officially taken over. So if you have anything you need to change or if you'd like to join in the Card Pals, you need to get in touch with Swaddle Babies. I wanted to remind everyone that there is still a motherload giveaway in the process in the FPF thread. Stephanie has stated that she will be giving away a motherload when we hit 
post number one, two, three, four, five, six. Whoever makes that post will win. So right now I think we're still in the yeah, right now we're at one hundred and six thousand eight hundred and eighty three. So we've got some time, don't worry. And um, that is all I have just for tidbits of news. There was so much going on, and I'm sure I'm missing things, but um, that's what there is. And now I'm going to talk about the Rav Olympics. <laughs> that was my <laughs> super awesome Rav Olympics music. I hope you guys like it. It's kind of hard to find free music that sounds like it goes with the Rav Olympics. In <laughs> um, Rav Olympics news, uh, we have decided on our Rav Olympics Ravatar. It's going to be the design by Prairie Girl featuring the owl um, in Tiny Owl Knits in Stephanie's Ravatar. So that's going to be, it's got a really cute little golden medal around its neck and that's going to be the Ravatar. We'll all need to use it as our Ravatar when the Rav Olympics come around. Bobalika has designed us a t-shirt. We don't have details on how to order that yet, but I'm sure it'll probably be in the Zazzle store, and then you can get it put on a tote bag or a button or whatever you'd like. And it's really cute. It's got some awesome owls, and it's got a really precious octopus on the side so that Clem can cheer us on. The events have been listed in the Ravel... Rav Olympics group and Winterfee posted a link to the, all the events so you can go and you can read the events and you can start deciding what events you want to compete in. Everything, any project that you do that is a new project can qualify for as many events as possible. So for instance, I'm doing a pair of colorwork socks so mine will be qualifying for both the colorwork event and the socks event. If you are working on, a, on something you've already started, so if you're doing a whip, it will only count for the whip event. And we also have a thread now for training. Um, it's called the Olympics Training Camp. Pixie Wear posted it today on Tuesday. And there are several things that you can do to go in and train. And it's just supposed to be a fun thing to um, <clears throat> help us all get in the mood, so to speak, for Rav Olympics. You can go and post your goals, what you're going to be doing for the Rav Olympics. And then you can go in and post what you're going to do in the meantime to get ready. So if you're going to be doing some swatches or um, practicing your color work or practicing making puffs or something like that, you can go in and post it in the thread. It looks like there's going to be lots of fun, lots of cheering people on. And I'll have that thread linked in the show notes so that you can get there. And now I have the this week's interview. This week's interviewee is Minya. Minya has been with the Owlies for quite some time, and I remember the first thing that caught my eye about her is that she always uses the cutest little smileys in her posts. They're, she's always got these little animated smileys that are doing things, and they're just so funny, and they make me laugh every time I see them. So this is Minya's interview, and um, Minya's native language is not English, um, and while I personally think she does a terrific job, um, some of her, sometimes her wording is just a little bit off, so there's a couple of things that I'm kind of paraphrasing, and um, Minya has given me permission to do that, so um, here we go. 
what brought you to Talkland? Oh, this was just pure coincidence. I was just having a view of all the lovely projects in Ravelry and found a hexapuff. I'm sorry, I don't remember the name of the owlie who made it. This brought me to the pattern, and from the pattern I found the way to Talkland. What fun to read all the posts. My English was very tumorous in this time, and I remember the day I was getting enough courage to write a posting. It was in the FPF thread. The, the one or other owlie may remember that I used smileys. Sometimes I needed them because I had no idea how to spell some words or how to say what I wanted to say, especially in FPF. I had to be very quick, and this is hard, too hard for me. And yes, I am very happy to be in here in Talkland. It is a real gift that I get. Thank you, Allies. Aside from crafting, what is your favorite thing to do? In the first, it is photography. Then second, it is photography. And last, I love to take pictures with my camera. <laughs> Sorry, I'm joking a little. Of course, there are many things I love to do. To listen to music, reading nonfiction books because there are so many interesting things I'd like to know, and the other side, I love books of fairy tales, which had very special place in my childhood. Many times the adults were not nice to me, so I found my own peace in those books. They always told me nothing is as it seems to be, and there is always something else to find if I try. Seems strange, but for me it was a way to keep my laughter free and never lose it. And I don't have to forget. I, oh, and I don't forget. I love to, um, she says, drive canoe, um, which... I'm, I think she means um, she loves to go out on the lake in a canoe. North of Berlin, there is an area with more than 1,000 little lakes and rivers, and you can be there days and days on the water and not meet any human, just gnats, and they love it when I come to visit them. What kinds of yarns or fibers do you like? I think there is no yarn I do not like, maybe only pure synthet synthetics I do not love so much, because they squeak on my needles, but even they are sometimes okay for special things. No, I'm sure. I like every yarn, more or less, and I can't, and at least I can't say which one I love the best. What sorts of projects or techniques do you like the best? I am crazy on things when they are a new challenge because I want to learn new techniques. This is one of the reasons why I didn't spend all my life with one job. It is so crazy you have one thread or one piece of yarn and two needles or a crochet hook, and there are a million ways to be creative. My answer on this question is simply, I love them all. Only garter stitch I do not like so much, because my right needle is always sticking in the stitch below and it makes me crazy. So mostly I purl. What project of the projects have you made that you remember the best? I think one of the projects I'll never forget is Grandma's Last Knit. There's also my very first project, a sweater for my doll, a pink one who had, who, um, had lost her mouth. No, I'm sorry. A pink sweater who was lost in the mouth of moths. Um, the sweater was eaten by moths. That's what we're getting at here. I'm sorry for her, but even the life of a little sweater isn't easy. Is there any familial importance or significance to knitting or crafting for you? Oh, yes. My grandma was a costume designer, and she was my big teacher for many things. She was also repairing whatever was broken, and this is what I love to do also. I'm very interested to see how things work, and usually my husband calls me for help if something doesn't work for anymore. Darling, I need your logic. My mother was a uh, potter and a, and a um, worked with ceramics, so I've also learned to work with clay. How did you learn to knit, and what was the moment when you couldn't live without it? My first knit I did at seven years old with Grandma. It was a, it was the little sweater for my doll. 
When I was 14, I knitted a white sweater, which I loved for many years. But in all this time, I didn't knit very much. The big knitting, is how I call it, began when I came 20, 20 years old, when I wanted a new sweater and none in the shops were good enough for me. Those that were nice, they were too expensive, and the others were ugly. So I spent all my rare money on yarn and knit a sweater for me. So this was the beginning. Okay, there were also times without knitting in between, but from time to time I found reason to use the needles. If you had a chance to make something for anyone in the whole of time and space, what would you make? And who would you make it for? She says instead of making something, she would just wish for a simple thing that no child in the world should hurt and that there would be much less tears. If you could go back in time for 24 hours, where would you go? I think I would go back to the beginning of the 60s and see and talk to my father. He died early and I would like to meet him, just to see him laughing and feel the part of me um, in him. No one in my family ever tells me anything about him. Even my mother, she doesn't talk very much. Okay, she was and still is too much occupied with herself, so I think she does not really have to tell have anything to tell me about him. I only know that he was a jolly fellow with a lot of love for his little daughter. That is what my uncle says. But he was teeny then, and my father was imposing for him, mostly because he was driving a red sports car and working for an American cinema agency in Germany. What is your favorite fairy tale and why? I have no absolute favorite fairy tale. There are so many I love, each for a very special reason, but there is one which is really beautiful, and maybe it is not known everywhere in the world. It is called Peter and Anneli's Fly to the Moon. And it was written by, uh, I'm going to fumble this pronunciation, Gert von Beiswitz, I think. He didn't write much and his life was not a happy one, but this story he wrote uh, for two children who were living close by him. It's a beautiful story, and if you can find it somewhere in a library, just read it, and you'll understand why I love this book. It would be a great pity to tell you the story now. Everyone has a quirk, so what is your quirk? And she says, one quirk? I have them all. I think they make my life interesting. Without them, I would be deadly dull. But one little quirk I confess up. I go crazy and can't keep my mouth shut when someone is unfair to another. So sometimes I have to be careful because of the reactions. I am a big, strong woman, and I have no fear. <laughs> if you were, When you were a little kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Like every little girl, I wanted to be a princess. Okay, I didn't become a princess, but I did find my frog and kissed him. And we had a couple of Ellie's send some more questions for Minya. And they were... How long have you been knitting or crocheting? Minya says, First I learned to crochet. It was in the holidays by my grandma, and one year later I started to knit. I think that I was about the age of seven. As many children, I did not find it so much fun. There were so many other things to do or try. So I knitted a sweater in pink for my doll, and then a few years later a sweater for myself in the style of the 70s. When I came to Berlin, it was much colder than in Yugoslavia where I lived as a child. I needed some warm sweaters, and so I started knitting again. Just simply knitted things designed by myself. Nothing very complicated, just stockinette and garter stitch, but with intarsia and in the style of the 80s. Some of you maybe remember what this looks like. My real knitting started with a wish to knit lace, 
and this isn't that far, about five years ago. My first shawl was the Shepherd Triangle from the beautiful book A Gathering of Lace. There it all began, and I registered myself in Ravelry, but it take it took me about four more years until I started to use Ravelry. She says, now I'm so happy about this, and I will never stop learning to knit. What do you like best about living in Berlin? The first time I came to Berlin was in 1977, and I was fascinated. The Berlin people, I'm talking about the west part, are very special. When you live in a city that is closed by a wall, you have to stay together and help each other more than somewhere in an open area. We were sitting in the same boat and all had to manage. So we were, so living in Berlin was like living in a big family. Of course, I will never forget the day of the fall of the Berlin Wall. In that first moment, it was unbelievable, and you couldn't imagine the joy on the faces of everyone. This will be the one thing that I'm keeping like a treasure in my mind. Also, the culture we have here, I love. So many artists, musicians, and so many people from all over the world. Someone told me that there is no nation at all who is unrepresented. We have more bridges than, Ven than Venice. More, All the streets have trees, mostly on both sides of the lane of traffic. There's many parks and old houses that make it all so nice looking. Whenever the sun shines, the Berlin people move out of the flats and sit in front of the houses or go to the parks having picnics. You can see foxes in the streets moving quickly between parked cars. Many birds, you can hear them all day. And in the church towers, there are falcons. I love Berlin and I will stay here a lot longer. That is Minya's interview. And I want to thank you very much, Minya. I know you were nervous about your English, but I think your English is just fine. A lot of times, even when you don't use what would be technically the proper phrasing, I think I like your phrasing better because it really comes across what you really mean. So there was no reason to be nervous. It was beautiful. Thank you. And now for Badger's Mama's Limerick. This week, Badger's Mama wrote us two limericks. I was very excited to see that. Um, they are for the Love Army. In our lovely Love Army, we're bound to love every being around. To say I love you can help us all through. The music of love will resound. Our hearts like the wings of a dove will lift up our spirits above. The anger and fear, they'll all disappear, surrounding all beings with love. Thank you very much, Badger's Mama, and thank you guys for listening. I'll see you back next week. Bye.